Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. When I would do good, evil is always present with me. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will free me from this body of death? Thanks be to God and Christ Jesus. I'm ready for the fight of my life. Start the record. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, we have we have him back again. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. And I think tonight is going to be an exciting show. It's going to be a powerful show. We're going to go over a number of things, touch over a number of things, because our guest tonight, he's not, a, he, he's not new. He's been here before. He knows how to roll with the punches and... And earlier, Brian, you were saying you were having some difficulties getting in, and I was having some difficulties, but we're here now. We're going to make it work. That's right. And and just like the topic of the show tonight, you can rise. You can rise above those difficulties just like we did tonight. Uh, uh, Greg, I want to start off by saying good evening to everyone and to you as well. And I want everybody to keep on remembering Haiti. A lot of the people have gone and, you know, a lot of the relief efforts have, you know, completed their task. But the people of Haiti still need our prayers. They still need our financial help. They still need our physical help. So whatever means you have that you can provide for the nation of Haiti, keep them in your thoughts and your prayers and keep them in mind when you make those financial purchases or those financial, you know, uh, offerings. You know, Greg and I, we do it on a regular basis, and we want to encourage everyone else to do the same. You know, but, Greg, we got a great show tonight. We got an awesome brother on. We hadn't talked with him in a while, and so it's great to have him back on the call with us. Uh, I want to go uh, start off by introducing him and saying that he began writing poetry at the age of 24, and he developed a poetic ministry called As One. And he's also mentored youth in the area of video technology. He's authored, uh, among other things, a book called Salute to Mothers. It's a book of poetry, greeting cards, and video. And his brother is a motivational speaker, and he's performed at many open mic jams across the East Coast, and he's made numerous appearances at local churches and schools. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome again to the Abundant Solutions Hour, author A.D. Jones. A.D., how are you? I mean, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad to be back with you guys. I'm, I'm just I'm just glad to be right here with y'all. How y'all doing? Good. We're doing good, hey, man. We're glad you? that you're back. We're glad that you decided to come back with us. I never left. <laughs> <laughs> I never that's left, man. That's good because you, you're, not gonna, you're, you're no stranger to the show, and you'll be back on again and again and again. We... 
as long as we can get you coming on, man, and you keep giving that word, that gift that you have, and you're blessing others, man, that's that's what it's all about. Right, right. So what's going on? What's going on new with AD uh, since the last time we spoke with you? What's what's the new thing that you're doing now? Right now, um, I'm, I'm getting in position. Um, and when I say that, man, we we got to realize that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places. So when I say I'm getting in position, man, I'm, I'm looking at where I need to go, and I'm looking at the obstacles that was placed before me a while back, okay? Um, allow me to talk about something in, which is called, can I talk about fourth and inches? Yes, sir, go ahead. I was writing something called fourth and inches. And what it is is that, hypothetically speaking, everybody watch football just about, um, is 0.01 seconds left on the clock. It's fourth down, and you don't have a timeout. And the only thing you're going to do, only thing you can do is hike the ball. Okay, you're the only one in the backfield, so you're going to get the ball. So once the ball is hiked, everybody knows that you're going to get the ball. And you've been at this place all your life in the backfield trying to get over to the other side to get a touchdown. So this is a familiar place for you, and you did this all your life. So once the quarterback hikes the ball, everybody knows you're going to get the ball because you're in the backfield by yourself. What are you going to do? That's the question I have to ask. What are you going to do? Well, Matthew 17 and 20 says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing is impossible. So I believe tonight that there's somebody in the backfield and they don't have no time left on the clock. And once that ball is hiked, you got to run with all your might. That's what I say I'm trying to get in position. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Sir, I like that. I like that. I like you know, that, brother. It's funny because, you know, when, when he first said get in position, that's something that I always talk about. And I and I say that all the time. And so when he said it, I'm like, wow, you know, he's talking what I'm talking. <laughs> you know, and I think it's important that, you know, people begin to put themselves in position. So let me ask this question. What are you doing to put your, to get yourself in position? What am I doing? Man? Oh, man, I'm glad you asked. Um, I'm getting up at like 3.30 in the morning, man, no matter what time I go to bed. I'm trying to get up at 3.30 in the morning, like two hours before I go to work, and reading a little scripture, praying, um, putting, getting my notes in line, um, writing down the thoughts that what, what I want to carry out for that day, and looking back on my past in the spiritual warfare now because there's some things that came and tripped me up a while back. And now I'm looking at these obstacles saying, okay, I understand where that came from. I understand trying to get my body immune to what's coming after me because it's the same thing. It's nothing different. <laughs> the same thing. So I'm just looking at these obstacles that's in front of me, praying to God so he can take me through and having the have, have understanding what they are. So that's what I'm doing to get in position. Wow. And... and, and 
AD, how do you stay in position though? I, I know you're oh. you're in this. You, you're you're doing everything that you can to be in position, and sometimes, like you said, those things you, you're bracing yourself for what's coming. Uh, mm-hmm. How can a person that's being hit and hit and hit and they're trying to brace mm-hmm. for all the blows that's coming? How do they continue to take those blows and stay in position? It's hard, man. But um, the thing about it is that is that the is that when when these things come at you, these obstacles. See, the thing about it is that it's not gonna it's not gonna physically knock you down. It's going to spiritually knock you down if you let it. So we got to look at those things, man. We got to understand. We got to understand those obstacles. We got to understand what sin is. <laughs> we got to understand all those things. But the thing about it, like I said, it's not something new. It's the same old thing coming at us. The same old thing. And that's so true. That's so true. Uh, I, I, I guess my the question, a good question is, we're not the same strength every day. I guess we feel that we're not. Although that we are, we should be. Uh, some mm-hmm. days you hear people say, well, I'm weak today. I'm strong today. I was a little bit stronger the other day than I am now. Um, what does that mean? Are they saying that they're, they're faith, they're losing their faith, or they're gaining faith? What does that mean? Because I don't, I, I've been trying to understand this for a long time myself. Uh, because I've heard people say that, um, oh man, they they caught me at a bad time, and 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 I, oh man, I had to lay my religion down. I was about to curse. I was about to do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you, I guess they're having a bad day, or they've been disconnected with him. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's almost like being on a roller coaster. Uh, what what right. is that, and, and how is that happening? Oh man, I, I, I was looking at some notes. Um, <laughs> Before before this um, show started, and um, it was called Ten Steps to Peace. Number one, put God first. Keep the heart pure. Pray fast. Become numb to this world. Let God order your steps. Operate in the spiritual realm. Try to make every step count. If you fall, get back up. Always remember, you can't turn left to do right. So when I was looking over that, man, this is this is like the question you was asking me. I was just looking over this um something that I wrote a while back, and what it is is that when these obstacles come, now we gotta we gotta when we look at it in the spiritual realm, they enter. If we let it, they will enter our mind because that's where that's where the battle is at in your mind. When people come and do negative things towards you. When you see people backstabbing and lying on you, the only thing they want to do is enter your mind so you can go to the left. That's all they're trying to do is get you to go to the left. And once it enters your mind, you're out of position. That's it. You're out of position. Once something enters your mind that's negative, it takes you out of position. Mm. I like that idea. I like that concept. You know, there are a lot of people who don't know when they're out of line, mm. you know they don't. They 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 really believe that they're doing the right thing. They really believe that they're in the right place in their lives, and that nothing's really wrong with what they have going on. You know, what would you say to the person that doesn't realize they're out of position? That doesn't realize they're out of line? 
and they think everything is okay. <laughs> wow. That's that's where the problem comes in at, you know, because you can have a, a leader, quote, that's over people that's out of line. And see, what happens is that people don't believe once you're in the body of Christ. Now, this this is what they got to know, that you're not your own. So if you're not your own, that means in, within the body of Christ, people, your brothers and your sisters should be able to come to you telling you, hey, look, you're out of line, man. you got to get in line. But if a leader don't want to hear that, our people are afraid to go to leaders to tell them that they're out of line. And then if, if and when they don't do that, they they, 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 they send it because you're not your own. When you're in the body of Christ, you're not your own. Wow. I, I like that because basically what I get from that is it's bigger than you. Oh, man. Bigger than <laughs> Wow. It's bigger than, it's bigger than yeah. us. Yes. 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 And we get we get so caught up in this is happening to me. I can't believe it. I, 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 this shouldn't be happening to me. I deserve more. I go to church. I do this and I do that. I follow Christ. Well, guess what? He warned you that this would happen. <laughs> he said it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be the only one that's got to carry that cross. You're going to have to carry yours yourself. You're going to have to work. And you're going to have to do that. Because on the outside, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, to those that are non-believers and to those that are out there in the world that are looking and searching, we are the closest thing to Jesus or uh, doing the right thing as some of these people will ever see. Amen. So that's why it's so important that we leaders are the ones that are in the church and that are trying to do right and do the things that you're doing by spreading the word, like Brian going places and speaking and doing these types of things, but also know that these people are watching you. Mm-hmm. You're always being watched because, what? And, and to those that are on the fence, looking for a reason to not go, or to to say bad things, they're they're not looking at the good things that you're doing. They're looking and waiting for you to mess up because we're all human. We are flesh, and we make mistakes. And when you make that mistake, they'll magnify that thing and point it out to another person that's probably on the fence, and we just lost them. Amen. Sometimes we lose them. Uh, when you're out and about, this is my question, when you're out and about in the community and you're out meeting people, how do you uh, get your point across to them? I know people know you, they hear your poetry, they hear all of this stuff, but what is it that A.D. is telling those about Christ? Mm. Well, the biggest thing that I that I try to Interject into the world, man, is um, is love. And when you love, man, you don't have to say a word. You know, you don't you don't judge no one. You just you just listen, man. You, you know, you don't have you can you can love just by listening to someone. You know, it's like it's it's who you are, man. You, we gotta, I think we gotta learn how to love, man. I agree, I agree. You know, and it's funny you would say learn how to love because, you know, that word love has been changed and, you know, I would, and I say that in, in when I talk about the secular world, you know, because people who are in Christ, they, they know what, you know, that are truly in Christ, they know what the word love means. 
they know what the word love is and who the word love is. But for those out in, you know, in the world just, you know, doing their own thing, you know, you hear that term used so loosely and they've, they've sort of made it sort of like a, you know, almost like a, a name tag where you just put it on and say, oh, yeah, I love this person, I love that person, I love you, I love her, I love both of y'all. You know, and it's it's used so loosely that, you know, what do you think uh, people should really focus on when, when they're talking about love and relationships and friendships and so forth? They should focus on... I'm, uh they need to focus on themselves. You know, um, judge yourself. Okay, did I do that right? And when you get another chance, do it right. Um, every situation, you got to look at yourself. You got to put yourself in the picture because, the, like when Christ came, he showed us how to love. He was in the picture, you know. So when you put yourself in the picture, you got you to gotta judge yourself. Okay, I didn't do that right. I need to when I go back, when I get another chance, I'm gonna do it right. Because they look people looking at you. They're looking at you, not me. They're looking at you. And how you according to how, what you do and what you say, that's how you're gonna be judged by them. That's what I feel. Hmm. L- let, let me open let, let me open it up and say that go a little bit further and say this. I agree with you. I agree with you because it, it, everything starts with yourself before you can actually start looking outside. We're all aware of what's going on in Atlanta, Georgia, Bishop Eddie Long, with the allegations and and everything. I, I can't even imagine what what's going on in his household right now, what's going on in his mind. I, I, I can't even imagine nor do I want to. <laughs> because it's it's such it's such a hard thing. And, and my question is for you and Brian both, I want you both to give me your opinion. For those that are that that are out there judging him, for those that are seeking a church home, for those that just started in his church, for those that are are new uh, babes in in the church, how do they stay focused? Lady, how do do they stay focused and on track and keep their focus on God and not the man and not the, the ugly allegations or the things that happen? I don't know. I'm not trying to judge and say what happened. I don't know. But how can a person that's trying to do the right thing that are that are going to church and that are doing the right things, how can they stay on point? How can they stay focused? Man, the sad thing about it is that we we tend to look at man and follow man, which which is wrong from the start. Um, I know the scripture says that place your minds on things above, not things below. One thing about it, when a person gets out of position. <laughs> everything that's behind you is going to follow you just about. That's why it's so important to get in position and stay in position. Because if I'm a leader and I get out of position, everybody, everything that's behind me is going to be out of position because they got their eyes on me. But if they had their, if they, you keep your eyes on Christ, because Christ never gets out of position. He's always in position trying to get us in position. So we got to keep our eyes on Christ, man. I like that. Brian? You know, my response would be 
just like Christ when uh, when he talked about the the uh, the guys who were ready to stone the lady mm. that was uh, the the adulterer. He said mm-hmm. he who was without sin cast the first stone. You know, and again, we don't know if these allegations are true because, of course, they're just allegations. You know, but at the same time, you know, you're you're, at, you're absolutely right, Ad. You know, when you're out of position, when you're not when you're not doing the things you're supposed to do, when you step, you know, one way to the left and you're supposed to be walking straight. You know, Greg and I did this demonstration and uh, working with a group of youth, and I showed them how if you took if everybody's walking forward and you took one step to the left, you'd be behind everybody else that's walking forward. Even though you started to walk forward again, they would still right. be one step ahead of you. So taking one step to the left or getting out of position just one time means that to get back into position, you've got to take that step back to the right, and now you're two steps behind everybody. Right. And so that's just, how, that's just how serious it is when you step out of position that you got to work twice as hard just to get back to the point where you were. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you know, like I said, these, these allegations that have been made, we don't know if they're true. We're praying and hoping that they're false. You know, but, again, when you put yourself in the position of having someone make these allegations against you, you know, as a leader, you have to be very, 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 and I can't even express that enough, careful of the company you keep. Right. You know, and you have to be very careful because you're going to get attacked, you know, especially when you're serving God. You know, Satan doesn't want you to win. He wants you to lose every time you step up the bat. And whatever he can do to make you lose, to help you along the way to lose, that's what he's going to do. And he'll make you see, he'll make it think that you're winning. He'll make it seem so simple and easy to do, but in reality, he's setting you up to fail. And so right. that would be my response to that. You know, just be careful with the company you keep, especially as you move higher and higher up the rung. And, and then we got to realize that, um, that the, the enemy comes like a roaring lion, okay, and a roaring line, so he, automatically when you're doing something for God, people are going to lie on you, you know. Um, people are going to say things that's not true. They're, they're going to just come after you full force just to stop you. So, I mean, like we said, we, we don't know what's really going on, but the enemy comes like a roaring line. <laughs> That's true. You will be accused. And, uh, you know, I mean, like you said at the beginning of the show, AD, there are no, the, the fight is nothing new about it. He's coming, and and you should recognize it when he comes. Now, this thing is, we're going to hear so many different things out of this case that may not be true, may not have anything to do with it. A lot of people are jumping on it, and they're running with it. And it's a, it's a sad time for both parties, for the bishop and for the young men. Uh, it, it's just tough, for, especially for the families and the families in the church, because this type of thing just rips a church up. And, it, and, and I agree with, both, with what both of you said. 
you have to stay prayed up and you have to know uh, who's in charge and you have to keep your focus on on the Lord. If not, you'll fall for this stuff and you'll start getting mixed up and people will start dropping out of the church and and it can cause a lot of chaos. And the enemy, I tell you, he'll he'll be so happy to watch the church fall apart and to watch people fall or fail or whatever. And, oh, absolutely. And and some people's motive is to stir it up, and you're going to hear a lot of television hosts and radio hosts say some ugly things. They're going to make some serious, serious mistakes by joking about it. You just don't know where a person is in their, in their walk or in their struggle when they hear certain things. And, and you can say some things to build people up, but you can also say some things that will tear people down. So we all need to be careful. And like you said, A.D., we definitely need to look at ourselves first before we start looking out. We definitely have to do that. But, A.D., are you, are you still writing the, the poetry? Do you have something that you can read for us tonight? Oh, most definitely. Um, most definitely. I mean, let me look into what I got right now. Um, My brother got so much he can just go through and pick it, Brian. He can mm-hmm. just go through and pick which one, <laughs> based on the moment. Um, since we're talking about this topic, um. Staying focused, I wrote a piece called I See You Coming, okay? I see hate, envy, jealousy coming after me, but with my spiritual shield, it protects me. I see the agony of defeat coming after me, but with faith and determination, it won't hinder me. I see a rainy day coming down from the sky above but I won't get wet because I'm covered with God's umbrella of love. I see people talking about me, trying to pull me down, but I'm going up, wearing God's crown. I know you thought you could have caught me off guard, but I saw you before you came because I'm protected by God, and he met you before you got to me to put out the fire and the flames. I see you coming. I bring you peace. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's pretty good, there, brother. I like that. I like that. Man, I bless the Lord, man. I bless the Lord because what what I've realized the most is that we he he placed a gift inside of each and every one of us, man. <laughs> and if we stay focused on Him, we will understand how to use the gift to deliver the people. Absolutely. You know, I was just reading um, something that uh, just intrigued my thoughts earlier today, and it was talking about how today's youth are falling behind in a lot of educational categories. And I know you work Mm -hmm. with youth groups, you know, Mm -hmm. Tell me, what do you think the true problem is in America as it relates to our educational standards? 
Mm. You know, and the reason I ask that is because it seems like uh, America keeps falling behind where other countries keep moving forward. Right. And so that kind of, you know, it kind of, it's like, well, wait a minute, we're the we're one of the greatest nations in the history of the world, but yet our educa- our educational standards are only getting us to like, you know, seventh or eighth worldwide. You know, and you have smaller countries with, you know, with that that live in, you know, less. I, I don't I don't want to say lesser standards, but they don't have the same type of quality of life that we have, but yet their 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 youth are far advanced. You know, and do you think that could be the problem? It is. Um, those other countries, man, are more focused, and America is not. And we're under attack because we were the great. We were the greatest. We called ourselves the greatest. And we're under attack more. Um, and we'd we'll be surprised that, like, places like China or Japan, those children probably don't even get a chance to, 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 to be on the Internet like our kids. Because I was looking at something on the news, and they were like, ah, those people from China came to America, students, and they were like, um, the instructor from China was like, nah, we're not going to let our children look at that Internet stuff, okay? Um, so it's like we got a lot of stuff going on. And and we're taking God out of everything. That's the biggest setback that we're facing in America is taking God out of everything. Because we got to realize, what, in the 70s, in the, in the late 70s and the 80s, um, matter of fact, in the late 60s, um, when America was doing all kinds of things, man, racism was, racism was on the rise, um, a lot of stuff was going on, and then Martin Luther King started preaching the word of God. And when he said America the Word of God, things changed. The movement was the Word of God. And then you had a lot of ministries going forth. People were getting saved, man. People were accepting Christ. And now we got complacent. We need a movement. <laughs> and what happened was that, now I'm correct if I'm wrong, we, we money became the big thing for ministries, man. Back in the days, money wasn't even an, op- uh, an option. Really, they didn't need a lot of money. We don't need that money, but now money is the root of all evil. You know, you said something that it, it made me think about. It said a church that's, that's working in the black ain't working. <laughs> you see, a church that's working in the black ain't working. Wow. You know, I can remember when 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 they wanted to do something in the old days, they'd have a fish fry just to raise just enough money to do an outreach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they do outreach <laughs> at the fish fry just in case they didn't raise enough money. You know? Mhm. And it's like now it's it's almost as if you have to have a committee to decide on what the committee's gonna do. You know, and you know, and I'm not saying committees are a bad thing, it's just that you know, all these decisions are sort of made at the beginning of the year when the budget is ready and, you know, nothing is spontaneous. You know, oh, wait, we got to help uh, Brother So-and-so, Brother Johnson, we got to help him. Oh, I'm sorry, Brother, we didn't put it in our budget to help you too. 
you know, and that's sort of like how I've, I've envisioned how ministries are being driven now, where they're so fiscally responsible that they're no earthly good. Right. right. You know, and I and I and I also liken that to working with our youth. It's almost as if, you know, well, that's a parent problem. You know, we shouldn't have to work with other people's kids. You know, because I've mm. heard people say that. Why do I have to spend money? Uh, why does my taxpayer dollars have to go to somebody's child? I don't have kids. Why can't I keep that money and put it where I want to put it? And yet you wonder why these youth run a, you know, youth that don't have two parents in the home go astray. And, you know, these youth that may have those two parents, but those two parents work two jobs and they're not able to, you know, take up that special quality time with their child so their child gets involved in gangs or something like that because they're looking for love or they go out there and as a girl they get pregnant because they're looking for love mm-hmm. you know and it's the church in my opinion that's supposed to stand in the gap for that right yet, you know and i'll say i don't say this to all churches but i say that that some churches are too busy trying to raise money that they're not standing in the gap they're creating a gap. Mm. Mm. That's true. That's true. And, A.D., are, are you doing anything with the youth? Are you working with uh, the little A.D.s of the future? Well, that's my plans. Um, right now, I'm, I'm trying to put some things together so I can get out of the J.O.B. I'm doing like 50 hours on the J.O.B., um, so if I, once I get some things together, I can move forward. Just trying to position, man, position. Um, I don't know about you guys, but in my neighborhood, there's a church on every corner, just about. That's not bad. I, I'm not. There's no problem with that. But what are these churches doing? Are they coming together? No, they don't even like each other. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's true. Wow, that's true. You know, I I think a lot of churches when they, I don't know, church folk. I'll just say church folk. I don't want to attack anybody, but I also want to say to tell the truth about how the young people feel when they go into the churches. Some of them feel as if they're not welcome, and they're mm. burdened down, and they go in there because their pants are sagging, and they have cornrows in their heads, and they and, and they don't look like the traditional church gore. They are frowned upon. They're looked down on. People don't speak to them, and and when they do uh, say something that have something to say, it's negative, and they they're just lashing out at them. And these people are hurting and they're crying and they're trying to get some type of relief, but they're being judged when they walk in the church door. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, Greg, I agree. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've seen is, as well, you know, Greg, you talked about the pants sagging and the cornrows, but what about the young girl who, you know, has those three kids, and they're and the people keep asking, well, where's their daddy? Mm-hmm. You know, and she and she can't answer that because she don't know, you know, exactly who the daddy is. You know, those are the and you know, like Greg, you say this all the time. There's no worse hurt than church hurt. You know, yeah. and. What they don't realize is while they're asking those questions, they're not answering questions. Right. You know, 
they're not answering the questions that, that that young girl may have, or they're not answering the questions that that young male may have, you know, because they might be afraid to ask that question after being asked such a question, you know. They're afraid to say, hey, you know, I'm hurting. You know, I, I want to stop doing what I'm doing, but I can't because now I have to feed these kids. And the only way I know how to feed them is this. Can you help me do something so I don't have to feed them that way? You know, and those are the questions that need to be asked versus, you know, where's their daddy? How come you got three kids and no daddy, you know? And, you know, people are quick to ask the uncomfortable questions, but they're not quick to answer them. Yeah, you know? that's true. You know, and, I, and and dare I say, you know, when we stop being nosy <laughs> and you know and hmm. and gossipy, and we start hmm. really helping people, you'll see an explosion in the church. You'll right. see where people will start coming, and you won't have room for them. You know, hmm. and I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect place. But I'll say that people won't mind joining. People won't mind coming. You know, people won't mind showing up and saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, I was in that situation, but I'm not now because there's some people who really love me. You know, and and, and I truly believe that. I truly believe that once we as a a body of believers start to really show people what God's love is about and, and who God's love is going to come through. You'll you'll see people when they won't they won't mind showing up every now and then, toting those three babies in hand, you know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ad, what's what's in the future? What are, what's some of your future plans that you have coming up? Some things that we need to look out for. Some things that we need to um, help you with. Um, just tell us those dreams What AD is, is, is going to do Because you know the word says Speak those things as though they are Wow um, Right now Working on some spiritual videos I want to produce My goal is to produce Spiritual videos And when when, when somebody watches them It's going to do something to their spirit um, I got a couple of them I'm, I'm working on some more um, music, music CD, gospel music. Um, I was told that I was going to win a what is it a Grammy award <laughs> for wow. my music. Yeah, um, I was prophesied that. So I believe in God for that. Um, motivational speaking engagements, um, spiritual inventing. <laughs> like I said, inside of um, everyone, every inside of Everyone that's a children, a child of God, there is an antidote for the world. Pain. That's what I believe, man. And there it is, Brian. You heard it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you heard it. I heard it. We got it on tape. <laughs> hey, Was Brian said AD. that before? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> AD. Yes, sir. Matthew 18 and 19 says, Brian, you don't know what that says, do you? Uh, not offhand. I, I can't remember. But say it. Uh, and I'll, and if you start it off, I'll, I'll bet you I can finish it. <laughs> if two 
on earth, <laughs> touch and agree mm. on anything. It didn't say, well, if two saved people touch and agree on this, or if two millionaires touch and agree on this, uh-uh. <laughs> it says <laughs> if, if two, he didn't put any limitations, and he didn't put any specifics on who, the, the he said any two, if two touch and agree on anything, it will be so by my Father in heaven. And Brian, mm-hmm. we're touching and agreeing with you tonight, A.D. Yes, oh, sir. Man. I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord, man. <laughs> we're, touching, we're touching and agreeing with you on that, bro. Now, I'm, I'm, you know he can't lie. Mm. I know Brian's looking. I know he's looking that scripture up. Oh, you know I've already got it up. <laughs> go, ahead it. go ahead, go ahead and read it. Matthew eighteen nineteen says, "Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there am I in the midst of them." So he's here tonight. Mm. <laughs> I felt that too. I felt that. Uh, I felt that. It's just something. Man, I tell you what. It's just something about three men talking about the word. It's just something. It just does something. I don't know what it is. Maybe somebody else can tell me what it is. And I know iron sharpens iron, but I know. That it just does something. I don't know. But, you know, and women can sit down and talk about the word all day long, and it's just it's one of those things that, that we hear all the time. But, men, we need to do it a little bit more. We need to, if we're watching the football game, we need to start talking about it. We need to start having these breakout sessions where we just get together and talk and just talk about different things because we have so many young Men that are getting married, they don't have a clue of what they're getting themselves into. They don't have a some of they don't have a clue, and if they're marrying for the wrong reason or if they're just lost and they don't believe and that type of thing, they're going to need some type of mentoring. And I, I don't care how old you get, you don't know everything, and there's always somebody out there that knows something that, that, you know, that can help. You. Yeah. And, you, and, the, and the sad thing is, a lot of us think once we get to a certain level financially that we shouldn't have to listen to someone else because their status may not be on the same level as far as finances. But the thing about it, you can't see wisdom. You don't know what a person mm. knows. You can't see it. <laughs> you Man. can't see it, but you can sure hear it. <laughs> Right. Yes, sir. Thing is, yes, sir. You got to spend. You got to spend that time to sit there and listen. That's <laughs> right. You know, I, I'll say it like the old folks used to say. You know, in order for you to know, not how, how did they say it? Let me let me say it right. In order for you not to act like a monkey, you have to know how a monkey acts. <laughs> in other words, in order for you to know what's right and wrong. You know, it was right. You also have to know what's wrong. You know, right, 
Right. You out there acting a fool, acting like a monkey, like this, like I used to hear all the time. You know, if you acting like a monkey and you don't know it, <laughs> there's something wrong. You know, right. if everybody else is is eating an orange and you eating a banana, you might be acting like a monkey. <laughs> you know, and 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 I say that to say that many times, our young men, our young women, they don't know because nobody told them. You know, they don't know because they just don't know. You know, and we have this this uh, phenomenon now of these babies having babies, you know. When they're just hitting their stages of puberty, now they're, you know, they're pregnant and or they or they have a son, you know. And like these young men, like the, they like to label their kids, oh, that's my seed, you know. <laughs> but what happens when that seed begins to grow? And begins to sprout, and then you got to feed that seed, you got to fertilize that seed, you know, you got to cultivate that seed, you know. That's not that they're not looking at that part. They just happy that oh, I have a seed, oh, that's my little seed over there, you know, and they have no clue how to raise that seed, you know. And I always tell them, I said, try this once, and you'll know whether you're ready or not. Just go buy some 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 real seeds. Don't read the instructions on the back. Just plant them and see what happens. <laughs> you see? Mm-hmm. And see, we all we come with instructions, believe it or not. People say that you that babies don't come with instructions. Yes, they do. Wow. The Bible. The Bible wow. tells you how to raise up a child in the way they should go. And the way they should go is the right way. <laughs> and I was, I was thinking about what you said because I said that I said that the other day, man. Um, I said we go to school and we read a book on, you know, math, um, science, and those are things that connect us to the world. So what are we going to read that's going to connect us to God, <laughs> which is the Bible? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You know, and even in this world, we put such a great infinite emphasis on educating ourselves, right. but they want to take away the emphasis on educating ourselves about God. Now, can you imagine that? You're going to school to get an education, but you can't learn about the person who created education. <laughs> you know, you can't learn about the basis of education, where education came from. Cool. You know, or the whole sole reason why we educate ourselves. You know, I, I remember, uh, not my grandfather, but I can remember uh, friends of mine who talked about how their grandfathers and their great-grandfathers, you know, didn't get past third grade because once they got old enough to work in the field, they had to quit going to school, but yet they were able to raise a family of ten and, you know, when they died, they left each one of their children, you know, $100,000, and it's like they didn't know Granddaddy had that kind of money. And they're like, well, where did he get that kind of money? And they said, well, Granddaddy never really spent anything. You know, he built everything he had. You know, he never, right. he never borrowed money. He always made sure he had what he needed when he was going to buy something. You know, and these are old principles that aren't being taught now. Right. And many of us are victims of those principles not being taught. You know, we have right. credit cards because 
Somebody said, you need to get a credit card so you can have good credit. <laughs> you know, and it's almost saying, here, you need to have some extra rope just in case you want to hang yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that's, that's what it equates to. I, I tell you what, you, and you're absolutely right. Uh, Ad the plays and books. And, and, and I'm just trying to pick. I'm just trying to make you say it. <laughs> I'm trying to make you. I want. I'm trying to. And it, it's not my dream. It's not not for me. But I, I just. I think the time is right for, and it may not be time for you. But I'm just saying. I, I just really believe that a lot of talent is being missed. In our youth, uh, the 15, the 12 year olds, and on up to the 18 year olds, these kids—they're watching plays now, and they—they they love the Tyler Perry plays. They love, and it's just therapeutic for a lot of the kids to act, to get together and act, or to get together and write their poetry. I was going to ask how powerful and how positive is it for kids to write and express their feelings through their writing. Oh, man, it's so one thing about it, it, it reveals when, when somebody writes, man. What I realize, you know, in my church, when, when, a, when a youth writes a poem, man, it reveals the mystery inside of them <laughs> so they can get help, you know? Somebody might write a poem on um, relationships and then bringing out who they are. So, hey, somebody can step in and help that person. Um, so many things, man, you get out of writing. So it's very important, like you said, man, that we we nurture these these, these adolescents, these young, these young kids, man, to become, you know, spiritual on a level, man, for God. Because they're telling us who they are through writing, man. People tell you who they are. <laughs> and you know what? It, it's It's funny. A lot of kids that are hurting, that have been molested, raped, that have been through some of the worst things, whether they know it or not, they may not be writing poems, and they may not know that they're journaling, but a lot of them, they'll write and not know that that's what they're doing, and they'll write how they feel out, and then once they write it, they'll read it and they'll tear it up. They they want to make sure nobody sees it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even the guys in prison and, and the ones that are in jail in the detention centers, if you ever watch them, they'll write. And if you just stay there and watch, they'll tear it up after they write it because they don't want anybody to know Right. what now, happened to them. Expressions, man, is so important. Really, it is. Expressions is so important. Mm. You, can, you can stop the problem, man. You can, you can help the problem. If somebody, if someone is expressing themselves, man, they can't help it but to bring out who they are. They're not going to hide it. I can't, I can't act like you. <laughs> when you put it on paper, it's what's inside of you, what's, and it's coming out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we need to get on fire, man. We need to get on fire so we can help some people. Absolutely. Mm. That's right. And, That's right. I tell you what, man. Uh, you, you're, you're blessing a lot of people. You're really uh, an example for others to follow. And I'm gonna say this: you already know it. When you do this type of work, Brian and I, we do the same thing. I know you're not new to it. Get ready because it's coming. 
The trials are coming. They yeah. are coming. They are coming. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> and, and you would think, man, as long as I'm out there in the world doing wrong, I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm just doing this. Well, you don't have to worry about nothing because he already got you. Mm. He don't want to bother you. He's not bothering them. He's bothering the ones that are trying to do right. And, exactly. and I heard a man, and I heard someone say today, God want thugs. <laughs> he want thugs and goons because he know that we'll fight. He know that we'll do, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> go that extra point. We'll 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 fight the devil at a level higher than a normal person would. So you know, it, it's it's just amazing. It was funny how it was put, how, how the guy explained it, but it was powerful and it made a lot of sense. Uh, one thing he also said that God didn't make any trash. He didn't make any trash. Wow. Man, I would like to, that, I want to read this poem. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I was going to say that. That's so profound, but it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But go ahead, brother. You want to read your poem? Yeah, I wanted to read this poem, man. Um, it's called, It's Like a Movie. <clears throat> and when I say it's like a movie, I'm talking about life. Because every day we wake up, we're on stage. Someone is watching us. Matter of fact, we're being recorded. It's like a movie that we won't see. It's like a trillion-dollar business. And if you're not operating by the power of God, we are acting for free. Every breath I take, every step I make, I feel that someone is watching me, watching me, because I see a beam of light from outer space zoning in on my face, and if I make a wrong move, my body will be erased. While the producers are filming this movie, we must be aware, because other countries have nuclear weapons pointed at us high on in the air. Twisted minds, twisted kinds. All they want is to control God's children so their light can't fight. They want to kill God's spirit before they turn on their spiritual light. We must put our faith in God so we can see that the world has turned life into a trillion-dollar business. And if God's children don't have freedom, they're acting for free. That's deep. Well, we don't have a lot of time left. We need to get your information, A.D., for speaking engagements. Uh, I don't know if you're open for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, you can hit me on, you can check. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was going to also say, make sure that you give out some information so people can go and get your writings or your books or any any of your materials. Uh-huh. They can check me out on um, on my website. I, I put a little website up um, at www.adjones.net. Okay. And, and they would also contact you there for uh, speaking engagements and just, just do you do you Correct. do any workshops? Yeah, do you do any like writing workshops or? Poetry or anything? Do you do anything like that? I do. Um, I do writing workshop. Um, workshops dealing with poetry. Um, I I do that. 
um, right now. So, I mean, I, I could do anything <laughs> when it comes down to the gift that God has given me. Okay. All right. And, Brian, I know he didn't uh, tonight. I, I know it wasn't surprising to you, uh, the things that we've covered. And, and to hear this this brother, how God has blessed him with a gift of writing and also speaking. And oh, you know, I, I enjoy Yeah. You know, I enjoy this brother uh, every time I hear him. You know, he he's encouraging. He has, you know, very thought-provoking poetry. You know, when you when you really listen to it and you read in between the lines of what he's talking, what he's saying, you know, you, you get you get some good stuff out of it. And you know, I, I like that. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm always encouraged when I hear him. You know, and and I know this brother's gonna do some amazing things. You know, because he's walking the walk, and he's you know he's keeping his path clear. You know, and that, and I think that's just that's what's important, very important. You know, a lot of people when they walk the path, they like to step over things. You know, they like to try to you know um, jump and move and all that stuff. No, your path will stay clear as long as you stay on the right one. You know, and Amen. this is what. This, you know, and this is what this brother's doing. You know, he's not trying to move to the side because, you know, you don't have to, when God makes a path for you, you ain't got to move and, you know, and jump out of the way of stuff because he's not, his path ain't cluttered, you know. <laughs> he don't have Man. junk in his path, you know. And that's, that's what people, true. you know, people need to know that. People need to realize that, you know, God doesn't have a cluttered path. You know, we got cluttered paths. But not God, not him, <laughs> you know. Amen. And Amen. that's why it's so encouraging to, hit, to listen to this brother because when he talked about, you know, I tell you, Greg, when he talked about getting in position, I started getting happy. You, I, I wasn't really talking a lot because I was listening, <laughs> you know, because getting in position is something that I talk about all the time. But, yeah, wow. brother, I'm telling you, you God's going to do some amazing things in your life, you know. You just stay in position. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I thank God for you, you brothers. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was going to say, man, I, I, I pick it back on what Brian has said. I, I think what you're doing, you're setting, you're setting the tone. You're setting the stage for change because the traditional thing is getting old. Traditional ways of doing things, it, it's, this is a new time, and we can't sit back. And, and do the same things we used to do years ago. And I'm not saying that we create anything new. The world has already been created. We're not trying to do that. But we are being a little bit more aggressive on our, in, our, in our walks. We've been a little bit more aggressive in the things that we are trying to achieve. We can't just sit still and think, oh, I'm just going to pray about it and it's going to nah, it don't happen like that. You still got to do your part. You can see exactly. that the same people. The same people are saying, "Oh, I'm just gonna pray about it." Well, it, 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 you can pray, but you still got to do your part. Exactly. You still have to do your part. And if you're not doing your part, he said, "If you take one step, I'll take two. And if you're not gonna do your part, he's not gonna force his on you. So let let's all get busy and do what we're supposed to do, and that's reaching out and helping one another, and uh, not be 
so embarrassed about the things that we've gone through in our lives. It's time for us to be a little bit more transparent because the next person, you just don't know that person may be going through the same thing that you're going through, and you can probably soften the blow a little bit. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and hopefully we can do away with a lot of this suicidal stuff that's going on. We just need to open up and, and uh, reach out and, and uh, try to help each other. So, Brian, I know exactly. you want to close it out, and I know you have something to say. Uh, it, well, A.D., did you have any closing remarks? Man, I'm just like I said, I'm just glad to be here, and I just want to tell who's listening, never give up, no matter how the situation looks, never give up. Because weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us tonight, and we ask that you please come back next week as we'll have another wonderful and exciting show. Good evening to you all. God bless you, and God bless your brother, because uh, I tell you, you are awesome, and it's all because of God. Amen. Amen, and good night to you all. Is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.